So when John came to me to say, Dad, I want to go into business with you. Yes, I heard him asking for help. But what he was really doing, he was really saying, Dad, I believe in you. I'm betting on you, and I know you're going to find a way. And that was my son lifting me up, and that's pretty special. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness, to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey, podcasters, if you're like me, you love hosting your show, but get discouraged by the time it takes to produce and market the final product. Turn to Podcast Media Machine, the number one solution for podcast design, production, content creation, and management. Visit podcastmediamachine.com. That's podcastmediamachine.com. Now back to our show. Hey, what's up, listeners? This is Scott. Again, you know who it is. I have with me a very, very, very fun dynamic duo. We're doing we're doing things a little differently today. And so this is a first. This is the first of maybe many, I don't know, father-son interviews. And this, this uh, father-son duo has made such an amazing impact on their community, on the commercial world. And we're going to get into that more uh, a little later. But here's here's what you need to know is they founded and own the world's largest sock store. Yes, I said sto- socks. And as a sock uh, connoisseur, I love socks. I love socks with designs. I love thin socks. I like th- thick socks. Like I seriously have very, – I'm very finicky on my socks. I'm excited to talk about this. And these guys have so many accolades, so many awards. They've been – they've recorded two TED Talks. Like literally, guys, they have left a mark on this world in there. I believe they're just getting started. Welcome to the show, John and Mark Cronin. How are you guys doing? Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much. I, I will. I, we are very fortunate. Thank you for having us on, Scott. We're looking yeah. forward to this conversation. You bet. And and the name, just so y'all know, did I say your last name right, Cronin? Yes. Yes. Oh, whew. okay. So it's John's Crazy Socks. So it's named after John, which is so cool. Well, that, so I'm, he, he came up with the idea in the name. I did really? suggest like Mark's, yeah, Mary, Mark's Mary, Mary Socks, no. Mark's Serious no. Socks. Yeah. You said no way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John's Crazy Socks makes an, an incredible, incredible impact and it, it, it is super drawing i mean it's like oh let, let's check out these crazy socks so i literally just want to open it up to you guys i'll ask questions as needed but i really just want to hear the story because we've got the father-son aspect which we will dive into late, later and i think it will be part of your story but i want to i want to give you just the chance to to share all the amazing stuff you shared with me already um so that people get an idea and gentlemen women while you're thinking about this um this having conversation previous with Mark and John really gave me a lot of time to contemplate and think about how I may be able to work with my son and my both of my sons. And so this is inspiring and it's also a roadmap. And so gentlemen, I'll let you just tell us your story. Well, you know, I, I think what you want to hear is uh, is about creating John's crazy socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a 
social enterprises, a little yeah. different type of business model. We have both a social and a business purpose. They feed off of each other. And what's our purpose? What's the main mission? A spreading happiness. Spreading happiness. Mm. So let's, we can tell you how that story started. And, and it grew out of necessity. You, you go back six years now to the fall of 2016. And the story starts in a small log cabin in the woods. No! <laughs> it starts here on suburban Long Island out in the town of Huntington. And where were you? I was at Huntington High School. I could be my last school. And, and here's something to know about John. You know, yes, you're an entrepreneur. Yes, I am. You're now a sock tycoon. Yes, I am. Let's see, you, uh, you're a public speaker. Yes, I am. You're a philanthropist. Yes, I am, and a devilist. You're learning to say that word, huh? I try to. You're an athlete. Yes, I am. A dancer. Yes, I am. You've had a girlfriend, so you were very smooth. I'm very smooth. But John also has Down syndrome. Um, and that's, you know, it's important to see it doesn't dominate, it doesn't define him. And what do you say about Down syndrome? I have Down syndrome. Down syndrome never hold me back. So let's go back to the fall of 2016. And John is entering what will be his last year of school. Mm -hmm. If you have a disability, you can stay in the public school system anywhere in the U.S., until you either graduate or turn 21. And this is really important because when you're in school, all of your services and programs are right there. But once you're done, you're on your own. You've got to put things together. And in some states, there really aren't services. So you were trying to figure out, like everybody else, what, what are you going to do next? I, I want to create one. Uh, and what were you looking at? I, um, I look at job program and school. I don't like I don't like. He's looking for work, and he mm -hmm. couldn't find any meaningful work. And this, God, is unfortunately a reality for too many Americans. Only one in five people with a disability are employed. Wow. It's awful. But John here, John's a natural entrepreneur. You didn't see a job you wanted, what do you say? I, I, I say I want to away, I want to make one. Okay, I'll make a job. <laughs> And what did you tell me? I told my dad, um, I want to go binge with him. And nice fellas have been together. Now, Scott, you know, this is a show about fatherhood. I'm yes. a very lucky man. I have three sons. This is the youngest of the three. And um, this is one I can work with. <laughs> Dynamic. So there we are. We're going to start a business. We have to figure out what is that going to be. John, you got a head full of ideas. I did. What was one of your ideas? Uh, one of a food truck, I got an idea from the movie Chef and John Favreau, the movie about a father and son buying a food truck. This seemed like a lot of fun. Right? Mm -hmm. Everybody loves food trucks. And, you know, we're thinking, what could we make? Where could we put it? Uh, but we ran into a problem. We can't cook. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> so it wasn't going to be a food truck. But yeah. then... Right before the U.S. Thanksgiving, end of, th end of November, John had his eureka moment. I did. I want, I, I, I want to sell crazy socks. Why socks 
and find a colorful aircraft. It'll always let me be me. I want a crayon sock in my whole life. We used to drive around looking for these socks for John. So we figured if John loved them that much, we could find Scott. We could find the other sock lovers in the world. And we went the lean startup route. We didn't do the detailed business plan. We said, let's get something up and running. And customers will let us know. So we built a website, got a little bit of inventory. We're bootstrapping. You know, so you got to make do with what you have. We, we had a student ask us once, you know, what is bootstrapping? What does that mean? It means you have no money. You know, and, and so you've got to figure out a way. So the only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page, and I would take out my cell phone, and we made videos. And who do you think was in those videos? I am. I'm talking about socks. Socks, 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 socks. Um, and what day did we open? Uh, we opened on Friday, December 9th, 2016. We didn't know what to expect. But we got a flood of orders that first day. Wow. And we got 42 orders. And most of them were local. Which made sense, right? We lived in Huntington, yep. in high school. We had temporary office space. What did we do with those first orders? Um, our home deliveries. We got red boxes. We put the socks in the box. And we looked at it and said, this needs something else. What else did you put in? Uh, I put a thickener, alcohol, and candy. We got bags of Hershey's Kisses, poured them in the boxes, loaded up the car, drove around, and what'd you do? Uh, um... I, I make I, I make a home You knocked on doors knock, and handed out door. socks, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did wow. customers respond? Customers loved it, and uh, they take a picture with me and and their socks and share it on social media. A word I get spread. We had customers ordering again just to get John to come back to their door, and there were some funny moments too. Right, we're out after ten o'clock at night, and John's knocking on doors. Just John with your socks, you know, like, don't shoot. <laughs> um, but at the end of that month, really two weeks, we had shipped 452 orders. And wow. we knew we had something, right? We, and we learned a few things. One, One people worry about socks. Two, people worry about socks for me and related to me. Right, they related to John. They liked yeah. that personal touch. They liked the fact we had already pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And, and something that caught us by surprise, we got a very emotional response from people because they saw a young man with Down syndrome starting his own business. Mm -hmm. And you learn by doing. We had not done this before, but we learned that this young man... I said an old man. This old guy, we could sell socks. So that's how we got started. Today, we have this social enterprise. We've how many different socks do we have? A four thousand different kinds of socks. Four thousand oh different socks, <laughs> which means John owns the world's largest sock store. We've shipped three hundred and ninety thousand packages to over eighty-eight countries. We've been able to create thirty-four jobs. Twenty-two of those are held by people with different abilities. And we've raised over $550,000 for our charity partners. Wow. That's, that's in, in, incredible. Uh, I, w I do want to interject here. I want to make a, a very clear point. I've been on the site. 
There are a lot of socks I love. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can't find a pair of socks on there that you fall in love with, you are nuts. You, you, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't deserve to be wearing socks. So it, it's incredible, you guys. So keep telling your story. I just wanted well, to say, like, I love the options in there. It is, you know, it's a story of John, of, of, of showing what's possible, of what people can achieve if you give them a chance. But there's something else, and I think this is particularly relevant here to a show, a, a conversation about fatherhood. We tell this story a lot, and it's all about how John needed something. He came to me, and I heard him asking for my help. People don't often ask, well, where were you, Mark? And here's where I was. Um, I had been helping my wife run a business. And in October of 2016, we had to shut that business down overnight. So there I was, 58, no income. I was an entrepreneur, which basically meant I was unemployable. Um, What were we going to do? And we had a pretty tough thing happening, but we held tight as a family, and I said we'd find a way forward. So when John came to me to say, Dad, I want to go into business with you, yes, I heard him asking for help. But what he was really doing, he was really saying, Dad, I believe in you. Mm. I'm betting on you, and I know you're going to find a way. And that was my son lifting me up. And that's pretty special. This episode is brought to you by Dapper Guru. Dapper Guru are men products that help you look good while conquering the world. Let's face it, gentlemen, we should not be using our wife's soaps and oils and such. We should smell like men and use products developed specifically for men. My friend at Dapper Guru, Robert, created these products. He tests these products. He is the real deal. This is a veteran-owned, veteran-supported company. And the cool thing is, is if you go to that webpage and put in the code BROTHERHOOD, you will get 10% off all of your purchases. I use the products. My son uses the products. Josh uses the products. You should be using the products. That's Dapper Guru. Check out the link in the podcast notes. Go place an order. Place a small order. Check it out. uh, And you will know why we use these products. That is is an incredible bond. Also, the... uh, you know, we all we all need people to believe in us, and and what I'm seeing right now is that that went both ways. Yes, you each had to believe in each other. John needing the job, and you needed to create something, kind of you know out of the ashes, if you will. <laughs> it's incredible, incredible. So you started in 2000. Did you say six? 2006? Sixteen. So we're going to okay. be. Woo. We'll celebrate our sixth anniversary this December. Yeah, we're in the area. Yeah. We're going to have an open house. We'll have a big party, and uh, wow. we do that every year. Yeah. So, do you have a big warehouse? Let's let's talk about growth because you, you, I've I've ordered shirts before and shipped them out of my house. And we're talking like in the hundreds, not a lot, and it overtakes a massive amount of area. So, how did you grow from you know doing socks probably out of your house? I'm guessing. We well, we had temporary office space. Um, <laughs> All right. But, 
you know, I describe it as something like the Big Bang theory, not not the TV show, the re, you know, the scientific theory. When we started, we just have a speck, right? It was just the two of us. And then as you grow, you expand and you add lots of other things. Um, we we have had our ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, the first year we grew what felt like astronomically through a combination of a couple of viral events, the watch what you ask for, you may get it, um, and some media coverage. So, you know, the viral event, you know, we can share this. Uh, it's March of 2017. We're just getting going. At that point, we'd grown nicely. We'd done, we're now doing maybe 40 orders a day. And we're going off on a Saturday afternoon. That morning, we had done a pop-up shop. That was fun. Yeah, we did. John wanted to go out to dinner to celebrate. We're driving like an hour to go to this place. What was the name of it? Uh, The Meatball Place. The Meatball Place that John liked. And all of a sudden, my phone starts, as the kids would say, blowing up. Uh... We built our store on the Shopify platform, and oh, yeah. by default, you get that little ding on your yeah. on the app uh, if you get a sale. And uh, my my eldest says it's like a pheromone release. Well, all of a sudden, the phone just starts going crazy, and we're sitting there at dinner trying to figure out how did this happen? Where's this coming from? And I'm looking at our Google Analytics, and I'm looking at our Shopify stats. I can't figure it out. At one point in my arrogance, I tell John, well, it must be the SEO work I've been doing. (laughs) Well, it turns out an online journal called The Mighty put out a a video. It's not a particularly special video. They didn't film anything. It's like a slideshow video. They had taken pictures. Mm -hmm. Well, last I looked, that video had over 20 million views. Wow. So we went from doing... 30 to 40 orders a day to over a thousand almost wiped us out. Um, yeah. We were, you know, we had a scramble to get people to get inventory. And one night I went up to the local Best Buy to buy uh, two computers. They had packing stations and recruited two of their employees to come work for us the next day. Um, we had I've tracked, we were in this, the office space we had was this old house that had been converted to office space. It was built in 1741. And they say they don't build it like they used to. Be grateful. It had undulating floors. If you got up from your chair, your chair would roll away. Tilted stairways, low ceilings. I remember a tractor trailer pulling up in front one day, and a guy's like, well, where's your loading dock? Loading dock? And he dumps his pallet out and... You know, we'd, we'd line stuff up on the sidewalk until we could find room to put it in. Um, wow. So you get that spike. But then it came the summer, and that's when we find out nobody buys socks in the summer. <laughs> so now we're running out of money. Um, we struggle and survive until the fall. We get a couple media appearances. We're on one morning show. Got 3,300 orders in one day. So we're going through the roof again. The next year, so we did over a million dollars in business. The next year, we had a series of viral events and media events. And now we grow threefold. That's wonderful. Well, the next year, now you start coming down to earth. 
and we were bootstrapping. So, you know, at the end of our second year, on paper, we made money. Everybody's happy, except I've got no money. You know, I'm asking my accountant, where's all the money? He's like, Mark, just look in your warehouse. You got all that inventory. You got this infrastructure you've built up. There's your money. Um, so by the end of 2019, we were virtually bankrupt. It was a tough, tough year. It was a good year to have my partner who was always believing we'll find a way. Um, I remember meeting with a bankruptcy law firm and they said, you, you know, you have to declare bankruptcy and we'll declare chapter 11 and make things work. All you have to do is give us $50,000 up front. And I'm looking at them saying, guys, if I had $50,000, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> uh, but we were, we were fortunate. Uh, we found, you know, we had a, we had different people coming in about loaning money and uh, investing in us. And the best way to describe it is we had to kiss a lot of toads. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people that their idea of an investment was they wanted to put money in, shut the company down, and just use the brand, which they thought the brand was just John's name in a picture. Right. Um, but at the end of that year, we found the ideal partner, a third-generation family business that manufactures socks for department stores and brand names. They've been around 60 years. We have similar values. Um and so now we work together, and that gives us financial stability, but also the manufacturing capability for us to keep growing. Um, but that's, I, I share that because, you know, I, I think it's one of those life stories, but in any business, it's not a question of will things go wrong. It's only a question of when, and then how do you respond? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's, I just put out a solo episode yesterday on the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. I think it was yesterday about overnight success. And I talked about how overnight success is a complete fallacy. If you talk to anybody who's been successful, owns a business, you look at the large, the world's largest sock store and you think, man, they just, all they did was grow from the beginning, right? No problems, everything. It was an overnight success. And that's just such a fallacy. All of the work, all the failures, all of the, um, the things in front of you, the adversities that you have to go through. So how did you guys handle? I mean, that's a lot of stress. Talking about bankruptcy is a lot of stress. How did you guys, the two of you as father, son, how did you work through some of that? Because I'm sure there was some tension. Well, I don't think there was tension between us. Um, John was always optimistic. Uh, You know, we're going to find a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And also providing inspiration. You know, at that point, we're not just talking about John. Listen, we've made a promise to the world. We've stood up and said, you can do business in a different way. You can have this social enterprise. You know, you can have a business literally based on making people happy. And, and what do you say are the keeps to happiness? Uh, it's gratitude to others. Gratitude do for others. And it's not just a trite saying. The more we do for others, the better off we are. And, and this may sound soft or fuzzy-headed, 
It's a business built on love. Yes. And that's that's real business. Mm-hmm. Um, having a partner was really important. And there were other things, right? I There were other people I could lean on. Um, and from the beginning, we've always known our why and what we're about. You know, it is that spreading happiness. And we built the business on five pillars. And we can talk about those. But when you do that, that gives you your North Star. Yeah. So when your ass overheals, you don't lose your bearings. You know what it's about, right? You know, we, we signed a deal with our strategic partner, and we signed that at the end of February 2020. Well, you may have heard. There was this pandemic. It was like getting hit in the head with a, with a two-by-four. And, and, you know, as a business, that cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, but we knew what we were about. We knew how to respond. Um, that makes a difference, right? If, you know, it, it, I'll just use the pandemic as an example. You know, the first thing was take care of people, take care of everybody's health, make sure people are protected. Then you look and say, how can we adapt? So we do tours. We've had over a thousand students come through our, mm. our our operations. Well, you move that online. Well, that opens up the world. So we've had student groups from around the world come and take tours. You move our speaking engagements online. Um, we make socks. What could we do? We made healthcare superhero socks to say thank you to the frontline workers, and they raised over $50,000 for the American Nurses Federation Foundation. Awesome. And then you say, well, what, what new? What, do you, what else can you do? So we made masks. Um, how do you spread happiness if everybody is isolated? Well, what do you do every Tuesday afternoon? I host a dance party every Tuesday at 3 p.m. John hosts an online dance party. We started a Facebook Live show called The Spreading Happiness Show, which we still do. Um, and that's evolved into a podcast, The Spreading Happiness Podcast. 30 minutes of us bantering and telling stories and jokes and highlighting other businesses and good news, all designed to make you feel good. Um, that's because we knew, here's what we're about. Right? Yeah. We have these five pillars... Yes. And that structures our business. And we know this is what matters. And what are the five pillars? I expect and hope from, uh, uh, give it back, find products you can love, make it personal, and make it, make it a great place to work. Make it a great place to work, right? If we're spreading happiness, Scott, we got to start at home. Our colleagues have to be happy. You know, we offer them a mission worthy of their commitment. Everybody knows why their job matters. There's no cog in the machine. There's no make-work job. Put people in a position to succeed. Don't ask them to do what they can't do. Recognize what people do. You work hard in this podcast. You know, we got, you did prep work. You sent us reminders. Doesn't feel good when somebody says, hey, Scott, you do a really great job. Right. Sometimes it's as simple as saying thank you. And then the last part, stay the hell out of the way. Let people do their jobs, right? They're making it personal. You know, from day one, we've been looking to create 
experiences for our customers, to connect with our customers. So we still put a thank you note in, in, candy. in every package. Mm-hmm. You get a picture of the name and the person who packed your order. That's incredible. Yes, we ship around the world, but if we get an order between our office and home, what are you doing? If you call here, you never get voice trail. You're going to mm-hmm. talk to an actual person. There's no scripts. We don't listen in on the phone calls. You're going to actually have a human conversation. The fun products you love, you know, part of that is, John, you have to endorse everything we sell, right? Absolutely. And there have been some times he said, no, we're not doing that. Um, mm. But it also means we've got to fulfill our promises. And so we've got to have a great website. Got to have great selection. The products have to be great. We have over 30,000 five-star reviews. 96% of our reviews are five-star reviews. The service has to be great. We do same-day shipping. We do better shipping than Amazon. And Jeff Bezos over at Amazon, he's not like John. He's not putting a thank you note and candy in those packages. And then there's the giving back. You know, John will tell you, it's about gratitude. Mm-hmm. So we started by pledging 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And why the Special Olympics? I am better than Ali. How many years now? 21 years. 21 years. Wow. What do you compete in? Um, basketball, track and field, um, soccer, and snowshoe. Wow. That is a Just wide range of state games playing soccer? Yes. Last night you had basketball practice. Saturday you got <laughs> soccer. Sunday, snowshoe. You're a busy guy. Yeah. And, yeah. and here's the thing, Scott. You know, Special Olympics has been so important to John. If there was no Special Olympics, there would be no John's Crazy Socks. So it's easy to get back there. Mm-hmm. But we've also gone on to create products that raise awareness and celebrate causes and raise money for those. So what were the first awareness socks? I downloaded from awareness socks. And you designed those, right? I did. And so we have a whole line of Down Syndrome products that raise money for the National Down Syndrome Society and autism-related products that raise money for the Autism Society of America. We met Wednesday with a a new group we're going to work with called the Book Fairies, and they provide books for underserved schools and children who live in households with no books. So we're going to sell a line of book socks, and for every pair we sell, we're going to donate a book to the Book Fairies. Um, So that giving back is essential to what we do. The most important thing is showing what's possible. It's showing what people with different abilities can do. So we start with my partner here. You have Down syndrome. He did you. But we don't hide you in the back. No, I'm going to be in the front. I'm a, a face of the company. He's the face of the business. We hire people so more than half our colleagues have a different ability. And that's not enough. We want to show the world. So we create content all the time. Mm. You know, the guidelines? No broccoli. Nothing your mother <laughs> says, this is good for you, sit down and eat it. It's got to be fun. So you know, one part of that means inspiring and showing people with different abilities that we need them 
and there are jobs for them. So that's why we do the tours. We have six work groups a week that come in here. We go and speak in schools. Yeah. Yesterday morning, we had a thank you breakfast for PTAs. And we had 20 people in from different PTAs just to learn what can we do to work with you, help you, but also show students. The other side of that is working with employers and urging them. You know, hiring people with different abilities is not altruism. It's good business. And we're always making that business case. So, you know, this week alone, we spoke to uh, Dream Bank. We spoke right. with Wex. Last week, Microsoft employees and Moody's and Kohl's. Wow. Um, we travel the country. We do in speaking engagements. And in a week, we're going to be on the road for a week, right? We're going to be yeah. in Baltimore. I'm going to be in Baltimore. I'm going to be in uh, Nashville. I'm going to be in San Antonio. San Antonio. Um, you know, anything we can do to show, you know, this this is good business. And, and we do advocacy work. So we've been so fortunate. And people will listen to us because of the business. That creates an obligation on our part. So we've testified twice before Congress. I do, I do want to point out we've never been subpoenaed. Um, <laughs> Let's be clear here. We, we've spoken at the UN. But, but here's, an, here's an anecdote, an example of that. We were down one day on Capitol Hill, and a customer called from, and we had shared that on social media, and a customer called from Houston and said, you know, my mom works there, and she's a big fan of John's. Could she meet John?" And our colleague said, sure, here's Mark's cell number. Have your mother text him or contact information. Well, who was mom? Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Um, <coughs> okay, so now we go meet with Nancy Pelosi. And we're in a bad way in this country. If we disagree with people, we vilify them. And we've, we're so harsh with our elected officials, we forget their humanity. So I don't care where you are on the political spectrum. Nancy Pelosi is an 80-year-old Italian grandmother. We come in to meet her, and she's warm and friendly to John, and she takes out pictures of her and President Bush, Bush the elder, George H.W. Bush, because John had somewhat famously become sock buddies with the former president. (laughs) So now there's hugs and there's pictures, but you see we have this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then it's, but Miss Pelosi, we have to speak to you about repealing Section 14C of the Fair Labor Standard Act of 1938, which allows employers to pay people with a disability as little as 25 cents an hour. Whoa. And there are upwards of 200,000 people being paid that little in this country, and that is awful. Right? So if we get that opportunity, we have to speak up. We're like bulldogs. Um, yeah. So you roll all that up, and you get John's crazy songs. And if, or because if all we're doing is selling socks, we're lost. Right? I mean, we've yeah. we've gone out and counted all the other sock companies. There are exactly one gazillion sock companies. <laughs> and we're saying socks. What do we say? Ours are better than yours. I know. I know. Smell like they don't yours. smell like yours. Um, <laughs> but we have something different. We have this mission and purpose. Yeah. At the end of the day, Scott, we're not really a sock store. The socks become the physical manifestation for the story. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, you'll get great socks. But there's so much more. I would have, I mean, we've talked before, and uh, I had no idea how deeply this went. I mean, just the education I just got on whatever that section is, that's preposterous. And uh, it needs to be talked about. And I mean, this is this is no small feat. You guys have two hundred forty five thousand Facebook followers. Yeah, you uh, you do have a voice. You're speaking in front of, you know, elected elected officials, the UN, uh, TED Talks, CBS, ABC, <laughs> CNBC, PBS. You know, it it goes on and on. And so it's so incredible the impact that you guys are have been able to create uh, together. And and would you agree that this all, all, all of it is propped up from those pillars? Absolutely. If everything, if everything it, comes from those pillars. And it sounds, I don't know, it sounds a little soft-headed. It all comes from the love, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, you talk about things, could never do this without John. Um, and we could talk the other night, uh, it gets embarrassing sometimes. We got an award at a family business award. And, uh, you know, there are people graduating family businesses. And listen, family business can be tough. My bride, oh, yeah. you know, John's mom works with us. And there are some times, you know, we're riding home and <coughs> she'll look at me and say, can we please stop? Can we please leave it in the office? <laughs> um, yeah. And it doesn't sure. always work. My middle son, John's older brother, he worked with us for a while. Now, I love him dearly, but he doesn't work with us anymore. And he left. And when he left, it was good because if we kept working together, you were going to find us both in a pool of blood on the floor with heads. You know? <laughs> I think that's an important <laughs> point. Yes, yeah. it doesn't, um, you know, and you could get into, you know, there's ownership, there's management, those are different. And then there's family, and how do you work that? And, yep. you know, if you're going to work, you can be a family member, but you got to produce. You know, it's a. Uh, I, I think often within family businesses, you have family members who work and they have this extra drive. They know, you know, this is the family, this is the legacy. This is important, and they're really committed. And then you can get others that, hey, I'm part of the family. I'm untouchable. It's like the old mob movies, right? You can't touch me, and I'm living off the fat of the land, and and that's awful. Um, Yeah. But we're fortunate. You know, part of what we want to show, Scott, is at the end of the day, we're just a couple knuckleheads selling socks. We got nothing special. If we can do this, others can do it. Right. And at the same time, all we want to do is shoot the world. Change the world. Right? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's really inspirational. And what what is so inspirational about it? And I'm sure you've heard this all the time. I mean, a lot of people pay attention to what you're doing. But for me, the pivotal thing was the fact that you shared about the hardships. You shared about the the son where it didn't work out. It wasn't a good combination. You shared about the business, you know, being in trouble and having to find a partnership. And then sharing the impact. 
like the impact is so huge when you actually take into account that it's just not been a walk in the park. <laughs> Life is not a walk in the park. We have to make it a fun little hop and a skip in the park because we're going to fall down. And I just think that's an incredible, incredible testament to um, just charging into the storm. Like there's, there's going to be troubles. Just charge right into it. This may, this may sound counterintuitive, but the more confident you are, the more you can believe in what you're doing, mm-hmm. the more conviction you have, the more vulnerable you can become. And when we're vulnerable, when we open up, we make more connections. Yeah. You know, um, here's, you know, here's an example of it, or, and it's some of what we've learned. If you look at our family from the outside, my bride, myself, our three sons, now our daughter-in-law, you might say the presenting condition is Down syndrome because John has Down syndrome. Well, both my wife and my middle son suffer from pretty chronic depression. And Jamie, our son, were from anxiety. Let me tell you something. Down syndrome, that's nothing. I, depression, that's hard. Mm-hmm. And when we share that with people, you get responses of people opening up saying, oh, I know. Because my husband, my wife, my son, my daughter, somebody is struggling. Um, When you do that, it creates connections and it makes us stronger. Right? It's... For sure. We're not... When I was a young man, I wanted to go and change the world. Now I sell socks. Right? But whatever you do, no matter how small, if you can make it really solid, well, that's powerful. Does that? I I hope that makes yeah. some sense. It makes a lot of sense. You actually, um, the three pillars that I the, that I have in the brotherhood of fatherhood are um, vulnerability, intentionality, and accountability, and you've addressed all of those. And those are so incredibly important, and they are the 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 trigger for growth. They are the trigger for closeness with others. When you are vulnerable and you're real with people, they realize that they're not the only one hurting because everyone thinks they're hurting alone. Everyone right. thinks they're going through everything they're doing alone. Here you are, you uh, you know, connected. You can connect on such an amazing level with people through that vulnerability. And so it's, it's an absolute beautiful thing. And I just really appreciate what you guys are doing. I want to make sure people understand how they can support not just you, but all the social causes you have out there. So I know there's johnscrazysocks.com. Well, that's it. I've been Uh, there. It's incredible. (laughs) If they go to, to, what is it, John? Give the pitch. Yes, I'll go to johnscrazysocks.com. Right? And here's the thing. You're going to get great socks. You're going to get great service. But when you buy from us, you help us hire people with different abilities. You enable us to give back. And most of all, you spread happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, you buy socks from us, Scott, when you put them on in the morning, you're going to feel good. 
you're going to remember this is going to, you know, we do, now we do custom socks. We do it for a lot of businesses and things. And, and they love it because you give out the sock. Well, now when they put it on, that person thinks of your business. That's right. And it makes them feel good. And then they, they wear it and somebody sees it and they tell the story. And when it comes from us, it makes it a richer story. Um, it's a wonderful way of connecting. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, giving us you know, almost an hour of your time. I know running a business is no small feat. It takes all of you all day. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, for thank you on. for having us on. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mark. Listeners, thank you. And how you can support, I'm, I'm not going to do the regular thing. I'm not going to go tell you to do the other things. I'm going to tell you to go to John's Crazy Socks. You will find socks you're in love with. Find a, find a, um, a purpose you want to get behind and buy those socks as well. You know, four or five pair, maybe six. Sure. Everybody needs socks. Great Christmas gift as well. Again, thank you for being listeners. And and as these guys, just go do a happy dance. Like, it'll make your day so much better. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood.